your ass in your room. If you smell something from the get go, you should have been sitting here any damn ways. Well, bitch, you ain't got on no drawers. Bitch, you know I never want no goddamn drawers. Should have had a stack ass over here. To the American slave is your 4th of July. I answer, it is a day that reveals to him more than any other day of the year the gross conduct and cruelty to which he is the constant victim to him. Your celebration is a sham. Welcome to the Black Sublime Podcast, and I am your host, Mr. Haberdashery, a.k.a. Aeolus White, a.k.a. It's too damn hot! Lord, it's hot. It's hot. Um, I, you know, love y'all so much, which is why I don't have my air conditioning on right now, because... You would hear it Or my fan Because the bitch Don't really have The air conditioning Um For reasons That I might get into This podcast actually Um Something is wrong with me Clearly though Because <laughs> For some reason I wanted to pair Those sound bites together And they're completely Opposite moods But Um I, I think I think that there's A connection psychically But Whatever. So we're coming off the fourth that the fourth of July, Happy Independence Day, um, to all those for all the girls that celebrate. Um, I think it's really interesting this quote. So let me just get into you know unpacking the sound bites. The first voice you heard was I'm not sure who the fuck it is or who even published it originally, but I had seen this years and years ago on the web, and then ratchet the web. My ass is old, bitch. Um, and then Ratchet TV, the Instagram account, reposted it. So I saw that and fell out of my chair. This badass child. Children are bad. Children are bad. That's why everybody talk about having them. And I'm like, y'all sure? Um, because I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not convinced that it's a look. But... Um, yeah, anywho, and then the second voice you heard, aside from me acting stupid with my motherfucking, that's what y'all should have never gave me a soundboard, um, because I'm gonna start acting just dumb, or like a machine, like thing, machine, is, uh, Phil Darius Wallace reading the words of Frederick Douglass for the U.S. National Archives, and, you know, we'll get into that. So happy post fourth, and you know I've been watching the girls, the woke girls online, talking about how essentially saying that black people should not celebrate Fourth of July, and it's part of a, it's part of an effort to, well I shouldn't say an effort, it's part of a movement to develop. A consciousness that is um, that's divorced from 
the white like the like the legacy of white oppression, right? And to allow us to or to help us as black people or people of color or just the marginalized um, understand which traditions, understand the historical and cultural context for the traditions that are um, celebrated by the dominant culture and enforced upon us, which or pushed upon us, which. I get, right? I completely get it. And I can, I know y'all probably hear a but in my voice, but (laughs) it's not necessarily that I'm against this. I think, you know, it's important to have this context and important to to uh, do that sort of work and develop that sort of consciousness. I think, though, it's the problem's a little more complex than that. So I want to dive into that um, today. And if we have time, I want to dive into story time, tell some stories of some great conversations that I've had um, over the last week or two over Pride Weekend. Um, you know, you know the tea. So. Let's dive into the first bit, the the bit that I think, you know, could be fun, could be useful, could be, I could be, I could be in my, in my bag and my bag could be full of shit. So, you know, feel free to check me, correct me, tweet me, you know, if you want to reach me, what was that? That was Kim Possible, Lord, Lord. Um, But yeah, so I think it's interesting when I encounter movements like this, so this is similar to, in my opinion, the NFL boycott, boycott, similar to anything that says, here's something that is called American, that is so anti-black, or that has remnants of anti-blackness, or not remnants, that, have a, that has a clear agenda to be a danger to black people, um, black people need to forgo that. That premise on its surface is is correct to me. The part that I think is more is nuanced is really the question of, you know, to what extent is America, you know, America as known as this, you know, world power, America as known as a center of of a certain type of culture, right? Of a certain type of identity, a certain type of motivations, moral code, etc. To what extent is America the property of black Americans? You know, to what extent do we have a claim to American identity, American ideals, culture, etc.? And as I wrestle with that question, I think of my ends. I, I I see two opposing mentalities or philosophies or just approaches to answering that question. I see, on one hand, what I what I imagine the pain and the contribution of my and the oppression of my ancestors, the people that have paid for this soil with their blood, with their you know, with their children, with their parents, like just the slain of their romances of their just everything that they knew that they held dear held dear, um taken away from them in order to build this land. So a lot of me wants to say all this shit is mine. Everything, everything that y'all say is American, especially that's good, 
right? Particularly, that's good because only thing that my people have done is built this, allowed this country to have breath. So all the good shit, all like the nutritive shit, is mine. The shit that, you know, we think of as broad American culture, particularly when our bodies are doing it. So like football, this and that, that's mine. And I'm going to take it back. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to do what I want with it. So if I choose to celebrate 4th of July, if I choose to celebrate NFL, like, you know, watch football, whatever, I'm going to do that because it is mine, right? Versus the other mentality that is like, um, while your ancestors have died and paid the price for this institution, right, this um, to sort of, I don't even know what you want to call it, this regime, you're equ- you don't have equity. They've denied equity. They denied you and your ancestors equity along the w- at every step. Trying to pretend like you have it doesn't make sense. And you need to actually wise up on that. Reject all things that, you know, don't benefit you and your community. Benefit in a real way. So not in a way that makes you feel nice. In a way that's economic. In a way that's, you know, actually providing and ensuring the safety of your genera- of your progeny, of your kinfolk. Like, you know, fuck all that. You know, fuck that, fuck all this, just celebrate your people and that's it. And, you know, that's those two mentalities are really at war, at war in a strong way. As, and you see it on Twitter, you see it amongst the woke folks, you see it even in the cognitive dissonance of folks that are obviously pro-black but are never going to stop watching football. You see it in the cognitive dissonance of people. I mean, this exists even in cases that are, this is really significantly different, but I'm going to mention it briefly and move on. Even in cases where you have like an R. Kelly character where, I mean, he's clearly trash and his music wasn't that good, but you know, whatever. But there are people that feel like he is a staple of their, of their, of what R&B is to them. Um, so they don't want to have to renounce that at any, they don't want to renounce it at any cost, like they, nothing could happen to make them want to renounce that. Um, so similar, it's like people unwilling to renounce what could be termed as sunk cost, right? Um, sunk cost of their ancestors, of their time, of their childhood, of their adolescence, of whatever, of their wonderful memories, um, just to do something that is really in style because wokeness is in style right now I shouldn't say that but it's true um so I get it and I guess where I personally stand on it I mean where do I stand on this um you know and this is actually going to tie to something that I wanted to mention later but I you know and I'll I will mention it later I will just touch on it briefly now you know, I it is hard for me to look at the to imagine the death of my ancestors, both queer and black and just even kin even kinfolk in the struggle and not want to claim and fight for equity on their behalf. 
it's hard for me to imagine that, to really hear their cries and smell their rotting flesh in my imagination and be like, um, that's just sunk cost. Like that's money spent that I'll net money or capital spent I'll never get back. So I don't need to be looking backward. I need to be looking forward. It's hard for me to do that in my consciousness, given my constitution. Right. But at the same time, I understand the toxicity um, inherent in participating in the actively, at least, well, actively or passively in systems that are against you and your folks. So I, you know, I don't watch football, so it's not a challenge for me. Um, but, and I don't really celebrate Fourth of July either. I mean, these things don't really affect my life, but um, I. I understand the cognitive dissonance and I think what what's more is that we as a people as you know people that are trying to develop a, a, a way of life or a consciousness to liberate ourselves right um, are look are constantly taking things away from Things that black Americans might acknowledge as crucial to their childhoods or crucial to their identities without giving them anything new. So when you tell black people, hey, you can't have cookouts on the 4th of July. You tell black people, hey, you can't watch football. I mean, and if you really break down football, I mean, football is capitalism on the bodies of black men, which is the same thing as basketball, just less egregious or less obviously the case and the risks are, aren't as high. Um, you know, when you start on that path, it's like, no, you can't do this for some ethical reason. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. And before you know it, um, a lot of the cultural, um, I'm not going to call them images. I guess I'll call them um, not amulets, but a lot of the, the cultural assets or the symbols, really, the symbols are gone. And to that end, I have sympathy, right? I have a, I have a heavy sympathy for, for people that hold these symbols and these symbolic rites, these rituals, dear uh, to their culture. And I feel bad for me that, well, not in the R. Kelly case, but in, in the football case, for example, um, for me to come in and take it from them and say, no, granted, they should want to. But I understand how I'm some dude from somewhere that all I've done is watch football with my family. That's how we got together. That's what we did to show love. And, you know, this is a family that might not even talk. These, I mean, might not speak outside of that, that have a lot of tumultuous, like, you know, relationships. And... You know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm like, no, fuck that, fuck that noise, don't watch this, or fuck that noise, don't watch, don't celebrate Fourth of July. You know, we can say celebrate Juneteenth or something like that, but a lot of a lot of what it means, like that sort of, I guess, part of the issue is. The American, what it means to be a, 
patriot and the ideology and all of its symbols and all of that gets really complicated for black people, right? It gets really, really, really complicated because America has done nothing but terrorize, you know, black people. National, you know, our people of color really, well, black people domestically, people of color, you know, internationally or globally. And... You know, when that's the truth, it's hard to stand on it. It's hard to have pride in this nation. But your cultural identity is so inextricably rooted in the ideals to the extent that, you know, a black per- black. I mean, if we're not celebrating Fourth of July, we shouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving. Right? I mean, right? I mean, like, all of these things are, like, taking it all away. And, you know, if we're not celebrating Thanksgiving, we shouldn't be really celebrating Christmas. Because, you know, Thanksgiving for the uh, genocide, the eventual genocide of the Native peoples, you know, Christmas for the fact that Christianity was used as a major token to enslave our minds and, you know, and, and sort of damn our spirit or engage our spirituality just for the sake of enslaving and belittling us. Like, we fuck Christmas. You know, it, it can really get... Um, it can really go downhill fast. And I just worry or I and I sympathize with the fact that people might not feel like they have anything left, so they cling. Um, they cling to that. And it's like, you know, we and this has been addressed, you know, my fear has been addressed. So, you know, and I'm not gonna be specific with history, but you know, we have things like Kwanzaa, we have things like you know, even the resurgence of Pan Africanism, um, you know, even the naming your child Kareem, like all of these things, we try to address this in the past, where even something like the Nation of Islam adopting a faith that's more rooted in the motherland, even though it's Abrahamic and whatever, but it's still, I mean, a lot of Africans are Muslim. So it's like all of that, has been done before by African Americans, but my my, I'm not gonna call it a criticism. I guess I'll just say, and you know, this is a reference to like Marcus Marcus Garvey. Like you know, if you know, you know. There's there's a there's in the civil rights movement, post civil rights movement, there has been like a hearkening back, Malcolm X, etc., to African Africa and um, a re engagement with our African roots. My criticism on that, or I guess it's criticism, it's really a note or my comment, is I don't feel like black Americans have to hearken all the way back to Africa to have pride in a culture. You know, so once you start to divorce the American, the black American cultural identity from all these like things that we just talked about, all the like the, the sort of symbols or whatever that's associated with America, um, 
the instinct has been to go back to our African roots and visit the motherland, which, you know, you might want to do fine. I mean, I'm not, you know, denouncing that. But it's to root your pride and root your, you know, that shining, that, that sort of, that dignity in African majesty, which is beautiful and is magnificent and we should be proud to be descendants of you know that lineage and those people but when you do that you disregard the majesty of black americans you know black americans have built a culture that at present i struggle to think of a culture that is more um popular frankly, than black American culture. More, um, like, if I don't know how one would, you know, value this economically or financially, but, like, if you think about all the things that black people have contributed to this world, black Americans particularly, from music to slang to the proliferation of certain sports to actual scientific inventions to like all these things to political movements political ideologies what it means to resist what it means to you know to what is activism what is a movement for like the to, to gain civil rights like you know what are these things like all of this is a lot, I mean, obviously black Americans had models in other cultures, but when it comes to like the political, political ideology, ideology and stuff like that, but, or activism, but we have furthered it in a way that we have to be proud. We have to be proud of it. If we are not proud of it, if we don't take hold of it, white people will make it seem like we never did it and they will make it seem like it is theirs. This is what happens when we just create and we just innovate and we don't, you know, wear it as a sense, as a mark of pride. And a lot of times black Americans don't know that we should be proud of our shit, you know. But, and that's because as soon as we come up with something that is amazing, and this is a rant, an entire rant, as soon as we come up with something that is sublime, right, People that can't come up with it seek to capitalize on it and remove us from the equation. They seek to um, create, to industrialize it. You know, how can I reduce this seemingly, this innovation to something that I can reproduce with little investment um, to make a similar, and I'll get to, this this is a, actually, let's go. Should I go into that right now? This is not what I plan to talk about. Um, how can I reproduce it without the X factor? You know? And what I was about to have, what I'm hesitating to talk about is to go directly into music. Like, as a musician, as an artist, this is very important to me. And we've seen it um, time and time again with jazz, with blues, with country, with hip, with rock, right? And we are seeing it now with hip hop. We're seeing it with R&B. R&B is, you know, pretty much gone as we've defined it, as we defined it in the past. And just that a lot of these legacies being reduced to something that's easily attainable, right? So they reduce it to certain styles that everyone can do because if every if if everyone can do it or if I can come up with a formula for it, then 
I no longer need a X factor from black from you know the black ancestral library or whatever we however we get our shit you know um, I no longer need that so I mean that was a tangent it was but it, you know it to tie it back to you know being proud of black American shit and sort of being proud of the tenets of that cultural identity um, which may or may not include football, which may or may not include 4th of July, like the cookouts and stuff like that um, I don't know, I don't have the answer because I don't, I don't really engage in any of it, but what I do know um, is that it's not as simple as a tweet saying don't celebrate this and to use Frederick Douglass's words to support that position um, almost seems like it is a bastardization of the message. I mean, he's not, he's talking about slaves. I mean, and he's, and this is 1854, not to say that, you know, these issues, the racism doesn't still exist. Um, but I worry that. Even potentially him. I mean, not to give him... I mean, you know, times... I don't want to criticize Frederick Douglass, but it's kind of like... Even that might have been reductive. But see, the context of that speech is he was talking to abolitionists and like and, and rallying, um, rallying activist forces, right? So the, it is a different context. But I believe that in today's society, in 2019... It is more complicated than to just say no. You know, to just say we shouldn't do these things. Um, so, moving on. Um, so, a lot, that did tie a lot up for me, but I did want to. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that tied up a lot for me. <sighs> I don't know if I should keep going. I actually won't. I did want to... Actually, I'll talk briefly about this, and maybe I'll elaborate next episode. Real quick, I kind of figured out a way to bring about... To find peace. You know, I saw this quote a long time ago that was like, there are two types of tired, one that can be resolved with uh, rest and one that can be resolved with peace. And peace has been on my mind for so long um, as I've been needing it. And particularly when it came to Dip diplomatic issues, so having to talk to other niggas about shit that they don't know about, like having to deal with people to tr with trash individuals, um, or not even trash. It's actually it's easier to deal with trash than it is to deal with friends or lovers or family that might have um, differing views than you. Um, what I realize is that acknowledging and declaring and sharing your one of your spiritual purpose as you know it you know if you know it or whatever really can go a long way and and I'll give an example then close one of my spiritual purposes is I feel and you know is to guard the work of my ancestors you know to maintain the integrity of the of my ancestors which is a relatively conservative like denotatively conservative um, position right because it's about integrity and it's about the past and that mentality does 
imply, you know, rules. It implies an adherence to rules, knowing when to break them, a high degree of respect, it, it a purity. Like it does imply things that, if taken to the extreme, are negative. But it's important, I think, for people to know that I am progressive socially and I love liberty you know that's I'm a lover oh I don't want to say that That reminds me of a fucking scandal but like um you know I advocate for freedom at all costs but I also really 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 care about honor and integrity so when I engage with people and I tell them that, it's, it, does, it brings about a peace because you know where I'm coming from. You know why I might have fire in my voice about certain things. Like why you might get a Dracarys for saying some dumbass shit about my people. You know, where I'm, we might go from a key to me being like, no. And I'm saying no with the spirit of my people. And it's not that I'm not for you. But I fight like this because this is part of my purpose. And I don't even really... Once people know that, they know, oh, well, let me... I know why he's... I know why he's saying this. I have, I have insight into the why behind his movements. And when they have insights into the why... You find that that common ground is instantly established and you don't beef. Like, it immediately erases beef and the lack of beef is, you know, a sort of harbinger or of, of peace, right? Um, with that, I'm going to leave y'all. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week wherever you are in New York City. It's hot as fuck, but maybe in other places y'all have a little, a little, I mean, July is typically hot, but if you're international or something, you might have a cute breeze or something. Um, stay up, stay fly, stay beautiful, shake that ass, shake that ass if you got it, and see you next week.